0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented wife, Miss Southern Shell Tyler, over on the end of the table doing the boards. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? <laughs> Shell, are you having a good day?
1: Yeah,
0: it's rainy. Yeah,
1: the dog kept me up last night.
0: Uh we had <laughs> so we were doing some TikToks this week because the rain knocked us out of filming last week and I got the need to put some stuff out, but I've been wanting to do we're gonna jump right in. Can I can I can I drop the hammer on what kind of cupcake I did? Sure. A blue plate mayo cupcake. <laughs> and this is a old fashioned recipe. Like it's been around. Like if you go find your great grandmother's cookbooks, there will be a recipe in there for mayo cake. Or mayo as an ingredient in a cake. And so I kind of took that and ran with it a little bit and made some cupcakes yesterday for a TikTok. There was, was going to be like devilishly
1: sinister yeah, cho- cupcakes. it was chocolate.
0: Because chocolate. they have mayo in them. Yeah. Because they have spices in them. Because they have bacon in them.
1: <laughs>
0: All the good stuff. And it's devil's food cake. Yeah. So
1: so you used half the batter and made 12 twelve. Uh, yeah. 12- regular size cupcakes.
0: Let me tell you, that's my first time to make cupcakes, too. But they turned out fantastic.
1: I had no idea that you've never made (laughs) cupcakes Why would I make a
0: cupcake? (laughs) Everybody's made (laughs) cupcakes. I've I've made, like, cornbread muffins and blueberry muffins, but I've never made, like, cupcakes.
1: Anyway, you had leftover batter. Yeah. So I dropped it in my mini cupcake pan.
0: Instead of just throwing it out. Yeah. yeah. I
1: was going to make 24 little mini cupcakes. Pulled them out of the oven. Throw them on the on the counter to let them just cool
0: off. We
1: all, we all went back outside to film. Film, yeah. Came back in, cupcakes are missing. <laughs> I was like, what y'all do with these cupcakes? Where y'all put them? What what's going on? The bad on?
0: thing was, so I go back inside and I see I see the tray of little mini cupcakes. <laughs> And there's two in there. And I'm like, man, she almost took these out. I wonder where they stuck or something. Why these didn't come out. So I wiggled one around, you know, come out. I said, oh, they really pretty good. I wonder where she put them. I didn't think nothing of it. It Nothing of it.
1: Popped it in your mouth.
0: Popped it in my mouth and ate it.
1: (laughs) Because it's just one little delicious little bite. Yeah,
0: it is. Low plate mayo cupcake. And it was good. But apparently, my dog Sadie thought they were good, too. (laughs) Because unless we've got some kind of... Unless it's the dude that lives upstairs in the attic, <laughs> so, she's the you know, many couldn't reach there.
1: No,
0: they were sitting on like the stove top, just cooling in the pan, and she managed to get without moving the pan because you could not tell the pan had been moved. There was no evidence, no crumbs around. She got twenty of those or twenty two of those cupcakes out of that pan. It was just sitting over in the corner looking like, I didn't do nothing.
1: (laughs) But but you know she had to lick on that one that
0: you got. (laughs) She licked all over
1: the
0: one The 1A. The last one you threw away. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That kind of grosses me out,
1: too. (laughs) So somewhere around midnight, 2, and 4, she needed to go outside and use the bathroom.
0: Well, I started Googling. What (laughs) if... Dog eats cupcakes. What happens? (laughs) Chocolate cupcakes. You know, you hear chocolate will kill a dog. Yeah, yeah. And every, of course, everything you read, immediately go to the emergency vet. Yeah, you know this is serious. And I'm like, "Eh, she seems okay. But anyway, I was, you know, not panicking, but I was like, man, come on, it's it's like looking up. If you got an illness, you know, you got, I got a cough and my chest hurts a little. You got cancer. You have an heart attack. Well, the dog apparently was dire straits. But I waited it out. (laughs) She's fine. She's fine. But she, she kept just, you up last night?
1: She just had the poops.
0: I didn't. She don't, She don't, She knows to go to your side of the bed. <laughs> yeah. She has to go outside. She's not messing with me. I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> Luckily, there was no cayenne in it or anything. Yeah. Yeah, in that in the, in the that part, there wasn't. Yeah.
1: And I hadn't iced
0: them yet. Or, 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 I don't even know if yeah. you were going to ice those. They were just, I,
1: I hadn't decided yet. Yeah.
0: They were just the the cake part.
1: The, I'd gotten to the point where, okay, what are we going to do these mini cupcakes? And it was like,
0: uh, where, where are the mini cupcakes? How much chocolate do you think was in mini cup? Not
1: drinks? much. I probably not. I imagine it's mostly flour. She mostly ate flour and eggs and mayo. Yeah. She loves <laughs> blue, Turns out she loves blue plate. <laughs> she does. I've let her lick the spoon before. Yeah. <laughs> uh the Grizz won last night.
0: They did. They they had to. They're their winter winter season's over now. Yeah. We went to what, game two?
1: I thought we went to game one. No, it wasn't. Game two, two. Game yeah, two. Yeah. yeah, it was when they won. They, it. they won in Memphis. One. Yeah,
0: they went to LA and lost both those games. But Tyler says they should have won that last one. Yeah, it was.
2: I'm. If you're listening to this and you like the Lakers, that's fine. I don't have a problem yeah. with you. LeBron James, I respect him as a player in the league, but that dude is a cry baby. Like he <laughs> will go run to the refs. Under any circumstance, and throw a fit, and like this one particular call.
1: Well, he gets away with
2: it. That's probably why he does it. Yeah, they let him, and he, and they literally like they were out of challenges and everything. LeBron James walks over to the refs. It was a bad call on a on saying it was our ball, but it was the Lakers, I guess. Uh, and he was like, he threw a fit that they it wasn't their ball, and they changed the play. They reversed it. They reversed on the play Just just by LeBron walking over there, and James and so anyway, so it, we went in overtime at 104-104, and then we lost in overtime. So that was our game. But then last night, we clutched it up, and we kind of massacred. It was like 19 yeah. points. We were above.
0: I, I'm not going to say Tyler was nervous. They let them fight all the way back to within one. Yeah. It was, and then you came in the room. Shell came in the room. I <clears> think <throat> you went and took a shower. He came back, and I said, the Grizzlies got a 20-point lead again. Yeah. He was like, how? It hadn't been 10 minutes. you know. But they did. They came back and went on a tear, and then. I was I felt great when it got down to like 3 or 4 minutes to go and the Lakers started setting LeBron mm-hmm. you know sitting yeah. Davis you know they're rest and stuff cuz I mean those guys they were behind the whole game but they had played back I'm hoping they wore themselves out that yeah. game yeah. trying to chase the Grizzlies cause the, Gri- the Grizzlies were the backcourt was awesome yeah. So what
1: is it 3-2 right now
0: yeah. is yeah. the series They yeah. got to win two in a row That's going to be hard to do and I don't think they beat the Lakers at home this year have they no. all season so so it'll be rough Yeah if they can wins some, the next Friday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that'd Friday be a night. good
1: game to watch Friday night. It's hard for me to watch those nine
0: o'clock tip off nine thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Is it nine like, thirty? No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm,
1: That's bedtime. time.
0: Yeah. I'll give you the update. But <laughs> so, but you did get some some of your favorites at the game. What's that? The dogs and the nachos. <laughs> oh at the Grizz game we went yeah.
1: to? Yeah. I didn't get Yeah, I did get nachos. They were okay.
0: They weren't your. They weren't your nacho machine nachos. Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did find the best seats. We love the seats we found. They have this one club level. It's not really a club. It's kind of in the end, but they call it the box club or something like that because it's not like a traditional, you know, club seat.
1: I like it because you have a table and
0: a chair. It's like a rolling, like, yeah. like an office chair. Like we're sitting in here. That's what I like them. I and you can got put, a TV screen. You put your
1: drink and your nachos the vantage.
0: you're not behind the the goals you're kind of at a angle so you can see scoring on both ends and it's easy <laughs> yeah i'd love it um, I go back to those seats in a heartbeat
1: so uh we went to the morgan wallen concert this weekend <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so the grizzlies was great <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't go to the morgan wallen concert we went to the Who was it, the Ernest and the Hardy concert? (laughs) Morgan Wallen decided he wasn't going to play that night.
1: So we were there. We experienced that firsthand.
0: The old Miss girls, (laughs) he should have left them alone, like he said, the Nashville Broadway girls.
1: (laughs) So I have some thoughts on this.
0: Yeah, I want to hear. So what are your thoughts on after it's all said and done?
1: So we were there. We were at the Morgan Wallen concert, experienced it firsthand, right? And, you know, I know what his official statement is. About his voice went out, sort and I, I've heard all the rumors, you know. And you know, he's a human being, you know. Yeah, people get sick. Jean, yeah, people get sick. They make mistakes. Whatever. I'm not trying to come for him, but just looking for it from it from like a PR business perspective. Like he's got one of the biggest tours going on in the country, in a, right? In now. The world, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's safe to assume there's a group of people that are seasoned professionals that are getting well-paid to make sure that every show goes off without a hitch, as much as they can,
0: yeah. right? Somebody lost their jobs, what you're saying?
1: No, I'm just saying I have a hard time believing that this group of, you know, tour managers decided that that was the best decision. to. That's how to we're going to cancel yeah, this concert. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I feel like you either cancel it as early as you possibly can, or he comes on out and says, I don't have a voice but we're going to let the band play and we're going to shoot off the fireworks and we're going to put on, we're still going to put on the show. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all are going to sing. i might like, bring Hardy back. You know, you either make one of those two choices. What you don't do <laughs> <laughs> is charge pe- people 50 bucks to park, let them get into that stadium, sell them the merch, sell them the $20 beers the $5 hot dogs. Let them get good and liquored up. <laughs> <laughs> let them watch all those opening acts. Get yeah. all Let all the excitement build.
0: Built, like, they crescendoed it up.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it was rocking. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was probably some of the best openings I've seen. So you get that good.
1: energy up. You get everybody yeah. excited. And then you pull the rug out from underneath sure. them. Yeah.
0: Not to mention what you pay for tickets. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a cheap. I'm not ticket. even counting
1: the money. I'm just counting yeah. like they're lucky those breadnecks did not burn vault Hemingway <laughs> to the ground. <girl. laughs> <laughs> it's just like I just there's more to it to me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean there was there's, there was some upset. There was some. I mean there was a lot of kids there. A lot of kids wanted to go see Morgan Wallen. Oh yeah. There was a lot of grown folks that I saw crying. <laughs> women that was <laughs> yes. crying. I was like, what's a, I mean I probably wouldn't even have been there if it had been for. Michael yeah, wanted yeah. to go. We bought him
1: for Christmas. Yeah. We took his best little buddy.
0: I'm not upset about his- not. I, I miss Springfest. <laughs> <laughs> the barbecue contest. Yeah. Because they scheduled that concert, and I didn't realize it back when we bought those tickets back before Christmas. Yeah. That was the big, you know, Christmas reveal. You're going to see your first concert. It's going to be, you know, somebody you like, Morgan Wallen. Yeah. I'm going to go. Which I'm not going to say. I had a great time. Oh. I
1: was looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, and I was hoping he'd reschedule, but yeah. And I, was... ma- I imagine there's no easy way to cancel a concert in, in that type of situation, but there's ways to do it. That don't end you up in the national news cycle. <laughs> yeah,
2: so bad. So here's my thought process on that. So there's so many people like, in fact, like you just get infatuated with celebrities and mm-hmm. different, you know, singers and stuff like that. So these women like love Morgan Wallen, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all he oh, had yeah. to do was walk out on the stage with his raspy voice on the microphone and say, hey, guys, like, I can't, like, you know, prove to us that you cannot be, you know, you can't sing. And I think he would have been all right. I don't think there would have been all this. I agree. PR. Yeah. No, at least nearly not as much. Yeah. So. You didn't believe it at first. You were like,
1: oh, this is just some kind of. Because that's just not just what you do. are us up more. Yeah. This ain't true. He's coming out. I don't know much about tour management, but yeah. I know that's the worst way, the to, worst do way to do it. The worst way Yeah. That's why the, the math ain't mathing to me. Yeah. And like
0: I'm i like said, with you. I they're not. So he canceled like his next three shows of the tour.
1: Yeah.
0: Rescheduled those, though.
1: Yeah. He rescheduled.
0: They had to refund sucks. all the money for yeah. these tickets.
1: But people have to do that all the time.
0: Or reschedule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you seen you have the musicians break time. their leg, fall and break their leg, yeah. or hurt their hand and can't lose perform or like, lose their voice whatever. and have to postpone stuff? But they didn't postpone this one, which I wonder why. I guess it's just because of where it's at. It'd be hard to work that date in to do that in Oxford again because it was a nightmare. It was not a good weekend to be in Oxford.
1: Oh, they had to like assemble the whole stage and turn it into I mean, a concert venue from a football venue to a concert mm-hmm. venue.
2: And it was their first one, right? Yeah, first yeah, ever. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I
0: mean, it was crazy. I'm not LSU was in town playing baseball, which was a bad day to be an Ole Miss fan because <laughs> the LSU just come in and stomp the Rebels for like three games. And then they had the concert, but the parking was so crazy because they let the baseball game out while everybody was trying to come to the concert, and it was gridlock around Oxford. It took us, like, almost two hours to get from baseball, where we parked for baseball, back to the Airbnb we rented, and we're like, we're not going to do this tomorrow, guys. Concert day, we figured this out. We're going to get there early. We're going to tailgate a little. The kids got them a wiffle ball at, like, the Dollar Tree, (laughs) and they were playing, you know, could play baseball. Hit the ball out by the car. We'd sit around listening to Morgan Wallen. We made a playlist. and <laughs> Morgan Wallen playlist going for the weekend.
1: I've had his song stuck in my head all week. I can't get him out because we Which listened liquor- to him oh, yeah. getting ready for the concert. Oh, yeah. you know, last week. High. We were hyped.
0: We hyped ourselves up for it. And I'm sure we're not the only ones. Here's but.
2: my quick question. Because you're not calling a favor to somebody like – if you knew well enough in advance on that day that you your voice was because 'cause you're, like you're pretty close to Nashville within like three and a half hours. They sure could
0: have flew somebody. Some, yeah, somebody could have gotten on the jet and flew to Tupelo and been there in thirty minutes. That's been, why I feel
1: like whatever happened happened after the first act. Here's started. what I think. Happened. Yeah.
0: He had such a good show on so Friday he went to the baseball game. See this is just me. This is just me yeah, doing my spielunking on social
1: media.
0: <laughs> he was at the baseball game, you know, with a bunch of people on Friday. Yes. He had his show on Saturday, so he probably, he probably partied a little bit Friday night. And
1: there was people saying that you could tell his voice was...
0: Yeah, a little bit on Saturday.
1: It was getting weak. But
0: the weather was beautiful Saturday. It wasn't like, oh, he performed in cold weather or whatever. Saturday was beautiful. Now, it changed into Sunday, and Sunday got a little rainy a little and a chilly. little cool, but it wasn't yeah. bad. Uh, wind was blowing. But he probably partied all day Saturday up to that show. <laughs> He did that show, he was funneling beers at the end of it on stage with Hardy and they were throwing beers and all this. And I'm sure there's no telling how many fraternity parties were Friday night. How many other parties were Friday night? He hooked up with some, some of them cute old Miss girls in them little sundresses and their white boots and their hats they had on. And I'm sure they partied all night Saturday night. And then they probably didn't find him till about two thirty, three o'clock Saturday or Sunday. He's supposed to be on stage in five hours, and they're probably trying to IV him and get him where they can prop him up on stage that night. And it wasn't going to happen. They probably—I I would imagine—they put him on a jet in Tupelo and got him back to Nashville fast. And he probably went to Vanderbilt Hospital and got IV treatment, <laughs> and stomach pumped, and all that stuff. And he's like, "Man, I need to recoup." They—he they may, may be in a clinic You're somewhere <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, mean, I hadn't seen. He's been social silent.
1: Well, yeah.
0: That post a- that post they put out was like so generic. Yeah, and it was a story. It wasn't even a post. It was yeah. like let's post a story.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I hope he's alright because he's a good—he's a great entertainer, and hey. I th- Oxford will get you, I ain't gonna lie. You don't know how many professors I've told this right. same story to. I lost my voice. I can't make it. I don't know. It's bad. It I tried I did
1: everything I could. I did everything
0: I could. We're gonna have to refund some money. Can I get something back on this tuition this semester? We can start over next semester, right? I just I just need incompletes. I don't need F's. I've been there. I've been there, do old miss. It ain't just something you breeze into. Think you're going to just hang out. (laughs) It'll get you. I'm starting to think he partied
2: with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we had a good time. I ain't a lie. Um, Speaking of Springfest, Springfest was last weekend. We missed it. So Springfest is kind of like a local tune-up for Memphis and May, would you call it?
0: Very first contest I ever competed in. And and people always treated it because it's – just a few weeks before Memphis and May, so all these big teams that were going to compete at Memphis and May, the, I mean the heavy hitter teams that really got a chance to win Memphis and May, would always go to Spring Fest, hone those recipes, fine tune everything, and be ready for the you know the world championship in just a few weeks. And so that's how it's always been. Then they added a KCBS side to it, so it's like a double contest. You can cook both there now. They filled it up; it was sold out. Waiting yeah, list to get in. Yeah,
1: we had news some people that were trying to get in. I think yep. Jamie was trying to cook in it. Yep, yep. Um, you know, uh, talking about it being a tune-up for Memphis and May. There's more Memphis and May world champions living in this area
0: than oh, DeSoto County. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed. I
1: think Springfest has something to do with it.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Well, I mean, I've always said that. I mean, it was like when you cooked around here, especially Springfest or any of these local contests, they're within you know an hour of us. You either got embarrassed or you learned to cook because you were going up against such good competition back in the day.
1: Yeah, Myron. Yeah, and this Melissa. was before
0: barbecue was mainstream. You know, you had Casey Best starting up, and you had Memphis and May sanction, and then it switched to MBN, and it still stayed the same. But you had all these world champions running that you know running these contests around here and dominating at them. And if you wanted to learn to cook as good as them, you have a choice. You had to you had to get jumping there with them and, and hone your skills.
1: Take your lumps and learn
0: oh, from yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Racks
1: won the KCBS for the fourth time in a row. Isn't
0: that true? Man, isn't that crazy? Yeah.
1: Um, Night out won the NBN side.
0: Four years in a row, he's won KCBS. Night's won Springfest several times, too. Not, I mean, I don't know about in a row, but yeah. I think they won with their shoulder. This, this past weekend,
1: they won with their shoulder. You know, I've noticed something. um, <clears throat> People that compete on a regular basis, there's always that a couple contests that they do really really good at, like year after year after year. And then there's always some of those contests where yeah. they hate your stuff, <laughs> you know. Like our uh, Tupelo, yeah, We used to do really good at Tupelo year after year yeah, after year. It that just was like came
0: natural to us. Our yeah.
1: contest, and then um, that was a couple of contests where we couldn't catch a call. Oh yeah, couldn't buy one.
0: So it, I guess the regionality of it.
1: I don't know. Judges
0: there or, but
1: would you agree? I mean,
0: do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I see it. I mean, even at like, I don't know, there's something to sweet spot to me. Like the bigger contest, we always seem to do good at. I think, it, I think what it is is I you've got so more. many entries, and they have to have so many other judges, but some of these contests they use the same pool of judges all the time. Mm-hmm. And no matter if you say you're non biased or not, you we're just pred, predispositioned to have that taste in our mouth and to. Know what we like and to score it probably the same way from contest to contest. So I think you see a lot of that in these smaller contests that they may only have 30 something teams. And so, you know, and so they just, they learn to know those flavors. And that's a lot of competition barbecue. You have to learn to cook to that. You have to learn to cook to your judges. It's not what you like. It's about learning to cook to the contest you're at, to the judges you're going to be at. And I've heard guys say they take it as serious as going out. Kind of perusing what judges are showing up that morning, how they're looking, if there's more women than men, how they're going to skew some of the stuff, just based on who's judging them. And if you don't, like, if you get real serious about it, you got to take all of that into account. I never really that wasn't my cup of tea. I was there to have a good time. That would be win you win, yeah, but yeah. most time we wasn't yeah. going to lose the parties.
1: So. <laughs> uh, Mikey was cooking with the team. He was cooking their ribs. Yeah,
0: he learned a he learned a, a good lesson this week. So he missed turn in. Missed turn in. Did not manage his time well, did he? I know what that was. When they said that, I was like, oh, that w- I know what happened there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what happened?
0: <laughs> what do you think day, happened? Uh, Had a lot to do with them Miller Light Kings, I guarantee it. <laughs> the morning of <laughs> Too up easy or? to do. I mean, he blamed way, the timekeeper. Yeah, he blamed the timekeeper. <laughs> Let me know when there's two minutes left. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think. If you miss if you miss a turn in which we've all I've done it before, there's been miscommunications. You forget. You Usually haven't missed it it's because a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Usually haven't missed one because we were everything was going as planned. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It don't happen that way. Some there's some other cause that causes you to do it most often, but um, it happens. That's that's a hard one to that's a hard one to swallow.
1: I remember we missed the sauce turn in at the Jack, which didn't count to our yeah. total overall score, but we missed it by like
0: hour. (laughs) Yeah. We got our times completely mixed up. Yeah, I didn't even know what we were thinking. It was like, we walk up there with it. it It's like, no. Nobody's turning in sauce. They're all turning in something else. (laughs) Turn around and come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You put it behind your back. and
0: (laughs) There's nothing worse than having to walk back with that entry. Yes. That you ran up there and you ran out of time. If you totally miss it, it's not so bad. But if you get there and they shut the clock down and they won't take any more, and you, you know, you, you've,
1: you've got, got it ready yeah, to go. Yeah. That's yeah,
0: that's hard, but it ha- it happens. Any tips to
1: avoid missing a turn in?
0: Get you an atomic clock. Get you two timekeepers, and always tell whoever's building the box that they have
1: More less time, time have less, less time, time
0: than they, they think they have. Because I have to do that with Waylon all the time. It's like all right, I'll start calling five minutes, five minutes, knowing well the window ain't even open yet. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Just because some people like. When you're in the heat of the moment putting meat in the box and all that, you're, you know, you've got to set. You're kind of staying on your own time. You're not rushing. You're not wanting to do it. So if you leave it up to yourself, you're probably going to come up short. But yeah. if you have somebody that's kind of watching that time for you and when you got to go, and they're looking out for it, adding a little extra time, but you need to get the walk down. You need to take the crowd into effect. Sometimes we've got these contests, and there's an army of people out there that yeah. you got to fight through, like the big contest. I mean, all that factors into when you get that entry turned in. And usually the big contest you have a longer walk, yeah. too. so, but it's I mean it's a fine line to play 'cause i we like turning in right at the end of the window because it's like your meat's still hot hot and fresh as it could be, it's not sitting there like if you get there before the window opens or right at you know sometimes they're holding those trays to till they get a full yeah. tray of food to take it to the table, so you gotta you gotta think all that and do it. it it's a it's a tricky thing to juggle, yeah, but just don't get there before the clock's put down that's the I'd rather main turn main. in
1: early and have it sit there for a little bit
0: than to be late. To oh be yeah, late. No, I yeah. mean you're, you're no good if you don't get yeah. to turn it in. So
1: I always had a theory that you turn in chicken hot and fresh. You want to be one of the first ones there. The judges are ready. They're hungry.
0: Oh uh, yeah, and then they start and staggering then, them from there because yeah. they do mix the trays up. They try to make sure that the same you know trays don't go on the same table every time. So they start shucking and jiving a little bit, yeah. and that's where not getting there too early comes into effect because some of those will get held because they've got a table that they know they're going to go to or something, you know.
1: So I feel like ribs is kind of middle of the pack and then pork and brisket you turn in a little later. Yeah, later and later, yeah. yeah.
0: So would you stand there at the table and wait for it? I have. You've done that before? Yeah. Yeah.
1: If I have like a warmer, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like an insulated carrier or something.
1: Because I usually, back in the day, I would turn our boxes in before I quit the team. (laughs) Before you quit the team. (laughs) <laughs> um, this week, you received a package from Kevin man. down at the butcher shop in Pensacola.
0: Do you know I get so excited <laughs> when I see that always hand picked on the cooler and it comes in? Oh, man. You know there's something good in that box. So, what'd you get this time? That, I was? got, so I, I've got to do, I'm doing some recipes and I had some ideas on some stuff I yeah. wanted to do. I got some um, Tomahawk pork chops nice thick tomahawk chops so
1: what is a tomahawk
0: it's just a so anytime you see a tomahawk is they left that rib bone on it so just think of a bone-in pork chop with all that rib bone on it or a bone in beef rib with all that beef rib on it that's all that's all they are so it's a you know ribeye from a cow with the rib bone attached is a tomahawk beef steak and then a pork would be the rib loin with the ribs um loin back and spare rib left a lot of it left on it, and that's all it is it's long so it's bone. the
1: whole whole rib or close to it,
0: yeah, close to it close it's not the whole whole rib, but it's close to it it's yeah. a lo- a large portion of the rib, even on the cow, it's not the whole rib Man, you got think of cow yeah, I huge. figured
1: that'd be and it'd curve pretty mm-hmm. good,
0: but, but anyway, and they're really just aesthetics because they don't add anything i mean don't get me (laughs) wrong that
1: bone was pretty good yeah but what
0: does that extra 12 inches of bone do (laughs) just a handle to hold it yeah looks cool but i got some of those i did get a tomahawk i did get uh some flank steak i got some uh beef cheeks which i'm working on a youtube video for um doing some beef cheek Barilla tacos I don't know That's how you say it I can't <laughs> like say a, it. You say A-dia. it Yeah, That's how you do it Barilla And then I've got some uh, Picanha Picanha Oh, I had not cooked that one yet
1: And you got some Denver steak And
0: Denver steaks. I did cook the Denver steak Man, you talk about Wagyu Denver steak It might be It might be the best steak
1: Um, What's the
0: best steak to you? Well, I, I, know, I already know what you're going to say I mean rabbis.
1: If you're just talking about like a cut, then I'm gonna go to yeah.
0: No, just the best steak to you. A, a ribeye, rib yeah. Denver may be mine.
1: Denver was that steak was really really good. Where does the Denver come from?
0: It comes from the shoulder, the chuck area, and it's only been around about a decade yeah, a or so. Cut. Yeah, I mean, I guess they were trying to package up a way to. I mean, they always the beef cattlemen's or beef association they're always trying to come up with different ways to sell more of the cow higher dollar probably yeah but they come up with this steak and it's part of the chuck roast it's like i guess it's right right in the curve of the shoulder bone or something to where that muscle doesn't get used as much but it's heavily heavily marbled and so they cut out that denver steak is what they called it. i don't know why they called it denver i guess maybe the cattleman's people are in denver or something i don't know i, I didn't research that but that's where it comes from. It comes from the chuck area. It's part of the chuck roll, and they cut them out in steaks. And you don't see them in a lot of. I think you mainly see them in like restaurants and stuff. You don't like you're not just going to go to a store or not not in the Memphis area, and find a Denver steak. Mm-mm. But Kevin sources them and Kevin sells them, and he even has the Australian Wagyu version of it, which is what I got. And let me tell you, for pound for pound, taste for taste, Denver is where it's at. It's super tender. It's well marbled. It's kind of remind you of a strip-esque look. Yeah.
1: Michael thought they were yeah. strips. So, yeah.
0: yeah, because there's, I mean, usually they have, they, they don't have a whole lot of fat on the outside of them. And it's usually just all eatable meat. There's no bone. Yeah. And they're, they're on the thinner side, so they cook super fast. And you really only need to sear them just a few minutes. I mean, okay. you know, like maybe a minute and a half, two minutes on each side, and they're pretty much ready to go.
1: And the um, grain runs.
0: You have to watch out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you exactly. would think on it, especially a lot of times they'll take that Denver steak and they'll cut it out. It'll be kind of rectanglish and you'll see them split it or half it and make two strips out of one. A lot of times that's how I've seen them. And so it it changes yeah. the way the grain runs where you have to watch how you slice it. But with those waggon ones, man, I don't know if you could slice them wrong.
1: It didn't matter. There's yeah. so
0: much intermuscular fat in them. And it just melts in your mouth. And there's it's fantastic.
1: So is it Wagyu or Wagyu? Uh,
0: uh Don't get me. I don't say stuff right. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> I say Wagyu.
1: I, I'm genuinely asking about yeah.
0: I'll say Wagyu. I'll say Wagyu. I'll say I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Whatever it takes. <laughs> so I'm sure somebody will correct me on the Internet. <laughs> so I have some questions about, like,
1: what makes – the cut for high, these high-end meats, like what makes it a wagyu? You know, like so from. Is, is there American wagyu?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people breeding them over here now. So wagyu, from the way I understand it, is um, a specific breed of Japanese cow. That's what it, that's what it means. Like Japanese cow, and, and is how wagyu would translate to English. Yeah, and so there's. The grading of Wagyu in Japan, just like the, like we have the USDA grades American beef, select, choice, prime. Well, they grade like on a number system, and it's usually like one to five is the grade you see assigned to Japanese grading system, but they also have like a quality score, which makes up those one to five. So the quality score runs from like one to 12. And they grade them on like um, how much marbling the steak has, How big the ribeye is, um, you know, the color of the meat, the color of the fat, the intermuscular marbling percentage, or they call it IMF percent or something like that. Those are all things they grade them on, and so the highest grade you could possibly get would be like a twelve quality score, which would translate to an excellent. And they give it the five, so you got that A five rating. Now, just think of that as being the absolute best. Japanese Gosh. Wagyu, there is.
1: So when we had that A five,
0: that's the that's graded okay. excellent Japanese. Now it's not necessarily Kobe beef. Kobe beef is Wagyu beef. It comes from a Wagyu, you know, the the breed Wagyu, which is there's like four heritage breeds of cows that they consider Wagyu beef in Japan or something like that. I don't know what they are, but it's something like that. Okay, um, like a black cow or brand or whatever, yeah. but that's yeah. how they consider them they have to be that to be wagyu but they they're not all kobe kobe think of it as like you know how champagne like real champagne yeah, has got to come from the champagne region of france or whatever uh, kobe the same way
1: sparkling wine yeah yeah,
0: yeah the rest yeah. is sparkling wine the rest will be kobe wine <laughs> or i mean <laughs> yeah, not kobe yeah. wine but wagyu wine
1: yeah
0: it's kind of the same thing you have to come like to be to get the kobe and i'm sure they have a stricter grading system for kobe too but it has to come from this specific Region, and I think Kobe's like the capital or something, or you know whatever county seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> whatever so, it is is where
0: they get that name from. Do, so, do
1: you know how big the region is? I
0: have no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Japan's not that big, right? Yeah, that's can be very big, but they are Japanese cattle, and so most of the stuff we cook is not Japanese; it's Australian, and Australia has a grading process too. It's a lot like the Japanese where they 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 grade one to five. But they quality score, like, only one to nine. So, like Kevin's stuff, he says it's home of the A9 brisket. Yeah. a uh, A9 uh, Australian score is like a Kobe a, A5, or, okay. or basically it would be an A12. Because A9 is as high as Australia goes. Okay. They just knock off some So
1: members. that's the best you can get in the Yeah, Australian.
0: so it would be still be an A5 with a quality score of nine. And so they say, a, really, it's probably a marketing thing. They're really not A9s. It'd be A one through five. Yeah. Poor being one, excellent being five, kinda, of, you know, ranging it out like that. And they use all these other things to make up the quality of it is how they get to that number. It's kinda of, it's really confusing. Yeah. I started looking at it when we when we started talking when you asked me you asked me a question like what was what's up with Wagner? I said, I really don't know. But <laughs> I'll find out. The best of, the best way I my to my knowledge, what
1: I've found. Um so when I first heard about, you know, like Kobe beef and stuff, you heard about they took cows and they massaged them every day and they <laughs> fed them beer and stuff. Is that true? Did they still do that? Um, Is that a
0: thing? I don't think, <laughs> no. Well, I think what ha- what happened on that, and I did read an article on it, it was like, so in the winter time those cows, like, so Japan doesn't have like a, a lot of land to pasture roam, like, you know, our cows get to do. Mm-hmm. So in order for their muscles, when they they do use those cows for work, but in order for their muscles not to get stove up, <laughs> you know, where they're achy and hurting and all yeah, that, yeah. they would beat on them.
1: With those cane sticks? Yeah,
0: yes, yeah, 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 just, yeah, just kind of keep that. them loose and limber, and that's where that came from. And the beer thing came from, in the wintertime, I guess they hadn't been doing much work, and they didn't want to eat as much and put on weight, so, they gave them some beer to make them eat. And it's like, you give me beer, I want chicken wings. You give that cow <laughs> beer, it wants grain and yeah, corn, yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, that's how that works. And that's where, so that's where it came from. So, it's not necessarily, it's not a myth, but it's not like their diet. Like, they got this cow tied up and he gets a keg of beer and, <laughs> and, and he gets massaged.
1: That makes sense. It's yeah. for a reason. It's not, so it's yeah. not necessarily affecting the grading of the, no, no, the beef. no, it has nothing yeah.
0: to do with it. What the the deal with the, the breed is they're just different cows than we have in America. They have higher unsaturated fat in their meat. And it's like, they don't have more fat on the cow than our, than our cows do, but they have more unsaturated fat, which is what the marbling that you see in it in the muscle. So they have higher intermuscular fat than say our U S beef does. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Like as far as like the, the fat on the carcass, it's not any more than, you know, you think you think of a cow with that much of their muscular fat, it's just going to be, you know, bigger. Yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's part of their size is part of their grade. T- just like when we went to CAB, they had all these ratings to make it certified yeah. Angus beef. They have all these ratings that make up their scoring system in Japan, too.
1: Yeah, I found that really interesting when we, when we went there, the certified Angus beef, yeah. they would use a. What do you use to look at babies in the womb? Ultrasounds. They use ultrasounds to look at the uh, marbling of calves while they're still alive.
0: You don't really see like American Wagyu graded, anything like that. It's still like, they still grade ours. It's either going to be select, choice, or prime. So equivalent would be like one of our prime stakes would be the highest that we could get. Well, theirs would be the A5. So if
1: you had like a Kobe beef cow here and tried to grade it, it would only get a prime.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no such thing. And that's why it's, like you can say, they, they just kind of make it up for marketing purposes and yeah, they use it yeah. a lot of, that way too.
1: Because I've started to see Wagyu or Wagyu in, like, Walmart. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. And I don't know if that's, you know, comes from exactly. American cows or if they're shipping it in from overseas or, or it's what. it's just marketing, yeah. Or it's just marketing, yeah.
1: You always say that, like, the lesser cuts of the – um Wagyu, are kind of like where you would spend your money on Yeah,
0: definitely. Because, I mean, for one thing, you can't eat a lot of that steak. Like the Denver steak, it probably weighed, I don't know, 8, 10 ounces. Mm -hmm. They're not super big. You're not going to eat a 16-ounce A5 ribeye. It would be so, I mean, it would be so rich, so fatty, it would make you sick. I mean, you you just order it by the ounce. And most of the time, you see, like, the way – the, the Japanese people eat it. They eat real high quality meat. They love that, you know, unsaturated fat that's all marbled in it. But they cut it super thin, and they just sear it on the outside, and it makes that fat melt. It's different than the kind of fat that's in a ribeye that we eat. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really melt. You still have the the, the
1: big fattiness
0: of yeah. it, the big hunks. Well, this fat just melts out, and it kind of coats your mouth, and it's like butter when you put it in, and it's u- uber rich. And that's what makes it so good. You just can't eat that much of it. And I and I don't think so. Why spend the money on like a wagyu fillet or a wagyu ribeye or something like that when you can get a Denver steak, a flat iron, you know, some of these lesser, uh, even a chuck steak, something that a hanger steak, something that's you know not a real known cut that might be considered a lesser cut? It's going to have more flavor. The marbling is going to be. It's going to beat our, beat one of our ribeyes. I mean, all day long. Yeah, I saw it in that. And, you,
1: and you're not spending the yeah. same amount.
0: That's right. And you're not paying hundred dollars for a steak. You can get one of those, you know, around twenty something, something like that.
1: How would you find like high end meat?
0: I'd call Kevin at the butcher shop. <laughs> <Pensacola>. <laughs> is there any? No,
1: other? There's places I mean, that
0: sell it. Yeah, yeah, Snake River sells wagyu briskets. You know, and I mean, there's there's all kinds of places you can get it now. And you're seeing it at Walmart.
1: Yeah, but is it like real? That? I don't Walmart, know. I don't know.
0: We I need to I need to get out. I need to buy one and try it for real. Yeah. Side by side, see how that steak is. Have you tried one? No, I, that's okay. what I was saying. I'd be
2: interested to see like a test between like Kevin's and the Walmarts or yeah. something. That's that,
0: a, you know. good a good idea. That is a good video. Idea. Yeah. I um, I will say that from what I've tried, I prefer the Australian Wagyu over the Japanese. And Why? Wow. Because Japanese made me so sick one time. <laughs> <buddy>. <laughs> because yeah. you can't stop eating it. <laughs> one little strip ain't enough for a big guy like me. <laughs> Even though it should be, and you can actually eat some of these others. That, I mean, they have super high marbling and they're rich and buttery and all that same qualities. But it's not just like all fat. Yeah. Because some of that, like I've I've had some real Japanese A five before, and there's it's like it's marbled with lean. It's like you, it's like <laughs> yeah. you had a steak of nothing but fat, and the leans flaked you in sp- it. Yeah.
1: Sp- and it melts and, and
0: it tastes unbelievable. It's like eating bone marrow butter. As you eat it, and you don't cook it very much, and it gets this nice crust on. But, man, if you eat three or four pieces of it, oh, it'll hurt you. So Wagyu? so I like to eat the steak. You know, I want something that's got a mixture. Was that Wagyu prime rib?
2: Was that a, was that Australian or Japanese? Do you remember? It was Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah,
1: Most
0: of the yeah. Wagyu
1: you get is Australian. Uh,
0: I mean, most of that I get. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's. I guess it's – I don't know if it's readily available. I can see, like – I don't know how much like real Japanese wagyu they could actually raise you. That's a good question to look up and see. Yeah. Just because they don't have the the land to do it. Australia's got a lot of farmland where they can raise them, so I'm sure they're raising way more.
1: So is there type of a port that's a wagyu?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it Karabuda. It's uh but you know what? It's actually so it's Berkshire Hogs that they started that line with, I guess. Way back when, maybe 1700s you know, or something like that. Yeah. They sent some Berkshire black hogs from, I don't know if they were black back then. They might have had a different color to them. But they sent them to Japan, and they crossed them with some hogs they had and created that Karabuda pork. Highly marbled, same kind of deal. And they called it, they named it Karabuda. Which, but it was just, it was bred off of Berkshire. So, if, So what it amounts to, we have something like that. In the U.S., it's just our heritage hogs. You think of the Durocs, yeah. the Berkshire's, all you know, the Mangalines, all these other different
1: the non-commodity,
0: yeah, the common. non-commodity hogs. They have their it's an old lard hog. They have more they have more fat on them. Their loins aren't as long. They're squattier pigs, but they get heavy. They have more intermuscular fat to them. I mean, it's just a and it tastes it's the same difference as you cook that pork. Mm-hmm. It you know melts that 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 hog fat will melt better and it gives it that different mouthfeel. You don't dry it out. It's not dry. It's not tasteless. Has yeah, the flavor. Meat, the meat has more flavor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really good. And I, I don't know if I've ever had. And I've had some Snake River caribouta We've cooked their shoulders before, and they're good. I think what you gain over like in, from a, a barbecue contest perspective, cooking wagyu or cooking. You know heritage heritage pork, or you know the Caribou, the Berkshire, your Durox, all this other stuff. You gain uh, you gain something by not drying the meat out as fast because of the fat content of the meat. That's what that's my biggest takeaway on cooking. While you'd spend money in a contest, does it taste better? It probably does taste a little better. But the biggest thing is you're not going to dry it out, so it's going to yield to be t- more tender, more flavorful, and has more moisture in it. Yeah. So that's why people cook it.
1: It's kind of Become like the norm now.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Used to not be.
1: Yeah. It used to be special. Yeah. yeah. It used to be rare. Like, oh, you spent the money on one? Yeah. Like, yeah. Now it's, you didn't spend the money on <laughs> one? Yeah.
0: What about chickens? <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know if they have Wagyu, high grade Wagyu, Hagry Wagyu chicken, but I need to find that out. Like if there's some kind of better tasting there's
1: top shelf at- top shelf chicken top shelf <laughs> chicken,
0: that's a good name. That's for a top, good name. Every yeah, joint, heck like, yeah.
2: Well, Chick Fil A's got to be serving. <laughs> Chick
0: Fil A got that top shelf chicken, that <laughs> Wagyu. <laughs>
1: that's why it tastes so good. Yeah. I wonder if there's any spe- like I know there's a bunch of special chicken breeds because that's oh, how yeah. the yeah chicken people got them. The silkies and the you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the one I know. <laughs> I, that's, I know
0: that's a funky looking one. There's all different kinds. Yeah. Though. I wonder if they there's got to be some better tasting. We get the old standard white hen that comes on the trucks, and that's a yeah, brand. yeah. I mean, so you think about it, the Springer Mountain chicken. I love that chicken compared to like just chicken you go to the store. It tastes better. It's smaller chicken. Um.
1: Well, why is that one different? I don't know is if it's different a different
0: breed or? of chicken. I don't. I really don't know yeah. why it's better. I mean, I'm sure that if you go to their website. It's all natural, yeah. no hormones. I mean, all this, you know, raised in a different environment. I don't know, free range maybe. They got all these things for them, but it comes down to probably the breed if they're using different chickens or – that's a good question. I don't know. Smart chicken, it's kind of like that.
1: Yeah. And those are the chicken brands that a lot of people in contests yeah, yeah.
0: want to cook. That's the two that I know of that most people cook. There's another one, Bell & Evans. It's like an all-natural, too, that tastes a little better than just regular – Chicken we get, but all the chicken I buy is just whatever Kroger has. You know, yeah, it's mainly Tyson or Heritage Sand. Is it Sanders? Heritage in Mississippi Farm. and Heritage Farms is one too.
1: But I don't know if that's the brand. Specific, I don't know. What's the one that used to have Paula Dane's face on the cover?
0: That was a Springer Mountain. Springer
1: Mountain. Yeah,
2: but I did find out about like different brands of chicken and stuff like that in the grocery stores uh, when we were talking with one of the companies that we were gonna do work with. Is that? In different parts of the country, they all sell the same chicken, but it has a different label across the nation for some reason. Like, I don't know if it's just – like, Heritage Farm sells better than Sanderson Farm somewhere, but it's actually all the same farm. So there's –
1: yeah. There's only a few chicken producers, and mm-hmm. they're putting different labels on them, kind of like pellets. Marketing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's all marketing. I want to find out if there's a better chicken, though. Like, what is – the Wagyu chicken. I
1: want to see that fat little chicken. Yeah, I want to see that around. fat little chicken. I want to eat that fat little chicken. I feel like this would be a good time to remind you that blue plate mayonnaise is the best mayonnaise on the planet.
0: Yeah, if you're making chicken salad, use blue plate. <laughs> Quality since 1927. Hashtag spread the love. Spread the love. I love the hashtag spread the love. Um,
1: So I got a couple questions for you.
0: Let's fire them off. I like questions. questions. Man, I saw some good stuff in the community. Somebody uh, posted. Oh. Did you see? Did you see that tri-tip? And I can't remember the lady's name. Did I send that to you? A comment on it. Um, um, it was beautiful.
1: You said that uh, somebody smoked a tri-tip, then cast iron seared it in the firebox of the smoker. Yes, it was
0: in like, and they did it with the butter and the garlic and you know the herbs and the butter.
1: So they reverse seared it kind of? Yes,
0: reverse seared it and then threw it in an iron skillet and put it in their firebox.
1: In the firebox?
0: That's what it said. I didn't see pictures of it. That was my question too. What kind of smoker do you think? I mean, it looked like a...
1: How big was the firebox?
0: I don't know. It was big enough to put a skillet in. You're asking me (laughs) questions. I don't know. I saw one picture.
1: Oh, of it done? But it was
0: beautiful, yeah.
1: It wasn't like pictures of the steps? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. no. Yeah, it didn't say what kind of smoker. It didn't say, you know, all that. It didn't have the steps. It was just like. Smoked this tri-tip, then seared it in the firebox.
1: That's a good idea. It's genius. Yeah, because you get the smoke, and then you're going to get that char. you know, what, like we talked about last yeah, week. Yeah, that, that full
0: crust. That full crust. That's exactly how it looked. I wanted to see some more pictures of it sliced. Uh, it was just the whole tri-tip, and it looked, it looked good.
1: Talking about one of your favorite cuts, tri-tip's up there for me. Oh, it yeah. It has a real beefiness that I like, mm-hmm. and the fatty part of it's real beefy. It's
0: just that little line of fat. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's super lean.
1: Yeah. I almost forgot we've, we haven't talked about Memphis of May. I
0: thought we were doing questions.
1: I know, but I, I had a whole thing.
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk about Memphis of May first before we jump into questions. We can back up. Yeah. There's no wrong with backing I up. It's our forgot. podcast. We got,
1: distracted. <laughs> we got distracted talking about Morgan Wallen and the Grizz.
0: Memphis of May is coming up.
1: Yeah. It's real close.
0: What? So where where are we at in our process? Um, you got tablecloths ordered? The curtains? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Testing out the hot dog machine today?
1: We are. So last year we had the nacho. We added the nacho machine. This year we're adding the hot dog machine.
0: Let me tell you the Advantco 100 <laughs> hot dog cooker. <laughs> it is a steam chamber where you can load 100 of your favorite hot dogs on one side and up to 48 buns on the other side. I guess you got to double dog them buns. <laughs> <laughs> you got to well, double dog them.
1: I don't think it takes quite as long. <clears throat>
0: Oh, to do yeah, so, oh yeah. yeah, so you could, maybe so, after you burn through about 50 of the dogs, you can load in 50 more buns. Yeah, yeah. I'll go along with that. I'm excited it about It showed that.
1: up all, we opened it up out of the box yesterday, Mikey did, and uh, he said he had to do a little work on it. He said it was crooked <laughs>
0: and bent up and... <laughs> Jacob didn't have any faith in him. He said, he said the glass is not going in there. <laughs> the frame was sideways. The glass is cut square, so... I guess he it, it made it's, it work. It's back there steamed up right now, locked and loaded with dogs. <laughs> We're
1: testing it out today. Yeah. We got the, the nacho cheese machine fired up today.
0: That's my question. Are you going to eat a nacho cheese dog? I hadn't thought about it. Can't be bad. I should have worn my comfy pants today, <laughs> stretchy pants. <laughs> I got to go put, put on my stretchers.
1: <laughs> so, if someone's planning on coming to Memphis, in May this year, do you have any
0: recommendations for them? Uh, book your hotel room. If you ain't got a hotel room, good luck. But there's good places to stay. You could stay across the river in West Memphis. You can stay in South Haven. A lot of those Memphis hotels fill up super fast, unless you go out. Yeah. Like, go on 240 and go out. If you're driving in, you might as well, you know, stay somewhere safe. <laughs> go, go to South Haven. <laughs> but, yeah, so, that I mean, that's the main thing. You know, you never know what's going to happen at Memphis. You don't know what the weather's going to be like. It's going to be hot humid and sticky you're gonna you know need some cool summertime clothes or if you're gonna need full-blown rain gear or a light jacket because <laughs> it can change on you and it will change over the course of that weekend it always does my fingers are crossed it's gonna be beautiful
1: not humid
0: mm-hmm. not too much rain you can pre-buy your tickets to get in they sell daily tickets or they sell three-day passes uh, most teams most teams well I'd say all teams are private. So if you come to Memphis and thinking you're going to go in everybody's booth and, you know, eat barbecue, that's probably not going to happen. Um, it's still fun to walk around and meet people because most people are friendly. And, you know, I strike up conversations. People come by our booth all the time. We're one of the ones that's, I mean, we're private, but we let people come in and talk to us, yeah. you know, show them around and all that stuff. So most people are hospitable like that. But just know that it is a barbecue contest. It's not just a public thing. But they do a lot of stuff. Like, they have public tours you can sign up for. Mm-hmm. Our teams are doing tours of their booth. They have tasting opportunities. They have full-blown vending there uh, where you can buy barbecue and stuff like that. But, you know, the teams, as a team, we're not allowed to sell barbecue. Um, they don't give us that right. So it, it's considered a private extension of your home in your booth. So if you invite somebody in, you can give them barbecue. You can give them drinks. You're responsible for them. But it's not like a public, like you're giving out free samples to the public. Yeah. I guess they do that to cover their liability, I imagine. If, I can't imagine what it would be like if the health department, you know, tried to police that many teams um, over the course of that week. I mean, they it'd do, be crazy.
1: They do have like a cookers caravan that you can sign yeah. up for and a Kingsford
0: tour of
1: Champions. There's a lot
0: of bigger brands like Big Green Egg sets up a you know usually sets yeah, up a yeah. cooking area and
1: passes out samples. You, yeah, yeah. You,
0: you never know what's going on, so it's definitely something worth. I mean, you can't beat the view down there on the river either because we are back at Tom Lee Park this year. Um, I hadn't seen it yet. I know. I've, I'm curious to know how everything's laid out. I always kind of dread Memphis in May,
1: but I'm kind of looking forward to Memphis in
0: May. It's a love hate.
1: It's a love hate.
0: <laughs> it's like leading up to it, it's exciting. You get there, it's Some of the most fun you've had. After it, you swear you never do it again for for like a week, and then you start saying, "Well, maybe we just change this next." And then it leads up to this whole doing it again. This is our year. I feel it. Oh, don't we're cooking hog this year. We're be in the hog division.
2: Manifesting.
0: (laughs) I tried that. It don't (laughs)
1: work. I've manifested a lot. That one never came to fruition.
0: I think you just got to go with the flow at Memphis. And you baby. got to. Got to jump in there and drink as much bullfrog as you can. You know, shotgun some Miller Lights, do one of them cake stands with your neighbors, and don't <laughs> and let the barbecue just shake out wherever it goes. You'll have a much better time. That's my approach. Talk to as many people as you can talk to. Just have have have, 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 have get weird with it. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. <laughs> Then you don't get let down. If yeah. You don't win. If you do win, say hey. I mean, look. Last year we had a big time. We got our we got up on stage a whole bunch last year.
1: Yeah, we did. That was a good year. We're gonna
0: be doing all that again. We'll be doing all the ancillary stuff again this year. I mean, it's a uh, what is it? Chicken wings. It's three sauces. It's seafood. It's exotic. It's beef. It's chicken. Um, hot miss. wings. Hot hot wings. Yeah. Turkey? I mean, did you say turkey, wings? Turkey, turkey turkey? Yeah, yeah. That's all on Friday, Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. and then the main categories are Saturday, which you only get to do one of those. It would be kind of fun if you could do, you know, ribs and hog or, you know, shoulders and ribs or something. You wouldn't you wouldn't like it? You think one category's enough?
1: One category is enough down
0: there. Usually, I get warmed up by the time a third judge comes through. It's just, I'm just now getting in my zone and talking to them. That's why
1: we're going to do a little
0: practicing this year. You're going to do a little practicing? You're going to run
1: me through it? So, um, all right, back to questions.
0: All right, now we can come back right back. That's a, good, that's a good jump back to them there.
1: Um, okay, Michael wants to know, and I think this is a great one. Are there any recipe videos you made from early on, like nine, 10, 12 years ago?
0: Like Yellow Kitchen Days. Yellow
1: Kitchen Days that you would like to yeah. revisit with new ingredients, new methods, new cookers. Yeah,
0: I, I can see that. I mean,
1: I got a list. You do you do? Every time I look back at those old recipes and old videos, I'm like,
0: Eat oh, me. I can't believe I did it like that or whatever. Yeah. There's a bunch of them that I've done that I would,
1: editing the filming the everything yeah you you could do different yeah yeah,
0: do different i mean yeah i I think so uh nothing that just jumps out at me that i mean
1: nothing top of your
0: head yeah that i would say oh i gotta redo that one i mean there was an old jerk chicken one that that i know i can do way better jerk chicken now because that was when i first discovered jerk chicken and i did a video on how to do it i did it on the weber the weber kettle back then from what I remember, um, it was
1: fire. Oh, yeah, like it was that.
0: good. It just—I think I could make it look better. Yeah. And a lot of it's not that the not that I would change the flavor or the taste of something is that it might not. We didn't know how to pull off um, the aesthetics of a video back then. We were just yeah. capturing footage, and now we've kind of got a system down. We know how you know who what shots we need to get. What's the important part of the process to capture that somebody else can recreate it? Because if you just you know. From start to finish, if we recorded everything I do in a video, it'd be hours and hours. You know, you you just can't do that. To condense it down into something that's watchable, consumable, and you know, replicatable, you've got to know how to get those shots and all the stuff that that you do and Tyler does.
1: And you, um, back in the day, you used to make a marinade, and it might be a fifteen ingredient marinade. (laughs) You know, and it was good; it was great. But now I think you. Make it a little easier, you know? Yeah, less easier. Ingredients.
0: I think, and I think you kind of got me on that way. You said you got to think when you're making stuff for people, yeah, you might do it. You might put 40 things in something, but somebody sitting at home is not going to do that. Yeah. And that's how you end up with cupboards full of all this crap that you never use again. And so I tried to do, I do try to simplify things and, you know, still make it have a ton of great flavor, but not mm-hmm. use crazy ingredients and thousands of things.
1: And I feel like you've learned, I mean, you're constantly learning where all are constantly yeah. proven, but I think you've learned, like, little tips that make your cooks more efficient,
0: you know? Yep, yep.
1: Over the years.
0: Definitely. I'm trying to think of some other ones I've done that I need to redo. There's a, there's a bunch of them. I yeah,
1: yeah, I imagine there's a bunch. So, um, all right, here's... I think this is a great one. You can only get one membership, Sam's Club or Costco.
0: Only one? Yeah. Holy smoke. And they're really well, distant. Oh, okay. Oh, wait a minute. You're, changing, you're putting them side by side. They're side by side. You only get one.
1: Because we have – it takes an hour and a half to get to Costco. It takes 30 minutes to get to Sam's.
0: Yeah, for us. So we don't yeah. go to Costco very often. I do have a membership there, and I like Costco. But if I had to pick only one, I'm picking Sam's.
1: Really? Why?
0: Because – scan and go for one. Yeah. <laughs> Costco don't have that. Their checkout procedure – they're like they're, they're kind of uh, mean at Costco checking out. <laughs> they're like, you got to get over here on this line, basket on this line, get that stuff out, turn that stuff, and then they don't take certain credit cards. Like I can't, I get up there and can't pay with that one, can't pay with that one. Which one can I pay with? You know. <laughs> so that's my thinking there. And product wise, they have, I mean, they have a lot of the same stuff, but then the Costco has a lot of different stuff than Sam's. Um, do they have the liquor store like Costco? They sell some booze, like our Sam's don't. It just sells beer. I think it's a state thing. It's a state. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Are we in a state to where they have full blown liquor? Yes. That's going to sway it a little too. <laughs> Does Sam's have the liquor or just the Costco? Because I know Costco has their own. Sure, brand they'll style. both have liquor. Okay, we're still going Sam's.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I go Costco all day long. They have the you better want... like frozen foods and the Kirkland brands and the.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess. But I guess just from a barbecue Hot dog combo is pretty good, too. <laughs> Costco's got a hot dog, but it's not as good as Sam's Club hot dog combo. I've
2: heard that Costco's overall costs are cheaper because of the way that they buy everything. Um, I can't remember exactly how it works, but, like, Sam's buys everything in bulk anyways, but then Costco tries to keep their overhead as low as possible. So the way that they buy things is almost like in bulk sales price or anything or something like that to give their yeah. customers the lower prices, so...
0: I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough choice. I like both of them. I would have, like, if I had my choice, I'd have both. Because there's certain, because, like, I want to look at the meat. But Sam's butts are way better than Costco's butts. Costco only sells, like, boneless pork butts. And I don't like their boneless pork. They're butchered up.
1: But they got the pork belly, usually.
0: But they have pork belly. And they have a little bit, you know, I see more prime cuts or prime grade at Costco than I do at Sam's. Now Sam's just our Sam's is starting to get some prime graded meat. They're
1: but. their uh steaks have been looking pretty good last yeah. few times I've gone in there. And we got a nice cool uh fish market in our Sam's now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They've got a, really good seafood. Well,
1: yeah, better seafood.
0: I don't know. What do you do you still pick Costco? Yeah. I know where everything is at Sam's. Costco, <laughs> I have to hunt for it.
1: <laughs> um does know. Costco have, like, the pans and the full? And-
0: they do, but they're often they're more expensive than Sam's. Yeah. See, I buy all my metal pans from Sam's. I mean, they're going to have the same staples. Your paper towel and your toilet paper yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I will say Kirkland's store, the Kirkland-branded stuff is always pretty good.
1: Yeah, like the lunch meat. And yeah, the,
0: yeah, the bacon, the, yeah. you know, seafood, the, like, frozen shrimp, stuff like that, it's always really good. Sam's rotisserie chicken hard to beat, though.
1: That, so does Costco have rotisserie chickens?
0: I'm sure they do. I just don't remember them being as good as Sam's. Sam's is uh, the best. Costco sells their rotisserie chicken in like a pack, cold. And I like yeah, that because yeah. we're using it for like chicken salad or pizzas or bahia, whatever. It's already, I like that. Sam's don't do that. But you're not going to beat a Sam's Club birthday cake either. <laughs> oh, it's good. There's just something about that buttercream yeah, icing yeah, they yeah. do. That's that's tough, man. That's a tough choice. I'd say go both. <laughs> you can
1: only pick one. Sam's Club. Okay, I'm going Costco.
0: There's more Sam's Clubs, I would think.
1: Probably. Because Costco is can go of
0: Yeah, I mean I know I can go to any Costco if I got a car, but Sam's is more likely to have a Sam's. Yeah. I so how many times have you been out of we've been out of town at a barbecue contest? They've you know, there'd be a Sam's Club we had to run to. Yeah. Or which one sponsored a whole uh, c- contest cooking season? Yeah. Sam's. I'm, I'm Sam's All Sam's is more behind. You don't see Costco get behind barbecue people. I think that's a regional thing now that I think about it because when I was
2: growing up, we had BJ's on the East Coast, which is the same That's
0: another thing. big club store, BJ's. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: I and, never
1: heard of BJ's.
2: And then South, I would say, is probably like this area of the country is probably more Sam's. And then the yeah. West is all Costco, like where yeah. my dad lives. That makes sense.
1: So um, Trey wants to know, can anyone recommend a good steakhouse in Memphis?
0: Ooh. Top three, no particular order? Yes. Capitol Grill, Porch Parlour. Man, I'm trying to think. The other. One more. If I had to give one more. Folks Folly. That was big mine. Um uh, Iris. If you consider that a steakhouse. They're it's more fine, fine
1: dining, running, yeah. but they have an awesome steak. Yeah. Buckley's used to be pretty popular around here. Hey, they've yeah. kind
0: I haven't been to Buckley's and had the big buck in a long time.
1: But mine were Porch, Porch and Parlor, Capital Grill, Fox Folly, and Texas State Brazil.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yep. See, I don't consider Texas State Brazil a steakhouse. It's a... You're not going to go there and get a ribeye. No. you're going to go there and eat some meat. You're going to go there and eat some <laughs> meat, yeah. A lot of it,
1: more than you need
0: to. Some rotisserie meat.
2: What's it considered? A Brazilian? <laughs> it is a Brazilian steakhouse.
1: steakhouse
2: but yeah, a little different.
1: And um, it's
0: it's very good.
1: Yeah, we've never tried
0: Char. I've ate at Char in Jackson. Yeah, and it's okay. It's like a, I don't really like Char wouldn't be on my list of like steakhouses. It's kind of like a middle of the road. Like it's a little bit above Texas Roadhouse, but it's not like. White table. It's not like folks folly. Table Capital Cloth. Grill. Char. You consider it white tablecloth? I think they have white tablecloth. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the uh, what's the one that we go to out there in Germantown? Isn't uh, that folks folly? No, it's. Um, I think it's the same people that have, Porch and Parlor, and they have Coastal Seafood. Right? They have that we go there for brunch on Sunday sometimes. It's really good. Oh,
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't. So, Southern Social. Southern
0: Social, yeah. yeah. It's really good, too.
1: You can keep Ruth's Chris, though.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge it. fan of roots, Chris.
1: Um. Okay. Candace wants to know, we had leftovers. I'd like to do brisket tacos. That's do you a have any recipes?
0: For brisket tacos? Yeah. Um. I mean... <laughs> Really, I, if I was going to do them, I would probably just take my brisket and warm it up, like either on a flat top or, you know, iron skillet or something like that. Maybe add a little Mexican style seasoning to it, like Grande Gringo or just something to give it some flair. But I wouldn't cook it. It's, I mean, it's already fully cooked. Yeah. So you're really just warming it up. But the tacos were, I mean, you know, taco bar. I like all that stuff on it pickled red onion. Yeah. Guacamole. Sour cream or crema. Some some cheese of some sort, some fresh cilantro, some pico. Oh, that's going on my brisket taco.
1: You could take it and like kind of shred it up. You could put a little could. sauce in it.
0: Yeah, make it like taco meat more, like yeah, you know, yeah. chopped up taco meat. Uh they make really good brisket quesadillas. Like, you know, you just need brisket and cheese for that. And then you can, you know, serve that with a little guac and sour cream, pico. Um leftover brisket. Brisket grilled cheese. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> brisket, I mean, you know, brisket po' boy kind of style and some gravy. That'd be good. I've seen people make brisket mac and cheese. Brisket and eggs. Yeah, brisket brisket omelets. <laughs> brisket uh, egg rolls. I've seen people chop it up and mix it with like uh, oh, slaw. One, yeah. And then fry dress it up. a little bit, roll it up in an egg roll wrapper and fry it up. And serve it with a little dipping sauce.
1: One thing we, I've never done, but I've always wanted to: brisket
0: fried rice. That's a good one. You can do that on a flat top.
1: <laughs> brisket lasagna.
0: I've never tried that. I know, I've never I have, tried yeah, it, but yeah. I've always wanted to. That'd be pretty good. It'd Be really good. I've used. I think it, in it would pizza. work better than pork. I've used it in making pizzas. Yeah, br- you could make a brisket yeah pizza. brisket pizza with with red onion and jalapenos and brisket and cheese. That's all you need.
1: All right. One more question for you. All right. And then I'm gonna let you go eat a hot dog and some nachos. <laughs> Adam wants to know any ideas for the cook's choice category for a barbecue cook off. What's a cook's choice category?
0: Anything but anything goes. Anything but anything goes. Anything but the main meats. Um, what's always done well for us is anything with cream cheese and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not gonna if you want if that's if you want to go savory style, something like that. Now, I have seen I don't know if you can get away with doing steaks because I've seen people do like um the whole, you know, beef tenderloin and then slice it and serve it with, like, a, a boars and cheese sauce, or I've even seen it, you know, topped with lobster or shrimp, like an Oscar style, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, like, a hollandaise or something like that over over medallions of beef tenderloin. Um, That's
1: getting fancy if anything, right there. if
0: anything goes, it's hard to beat a dig on cheesecake, and cheesecakes will wear you out. I don't know how many times we've been beat by somebody did a cheesecake. And you don't think about it because everybody's usually thinking some kind of meat or side mm-hmm. dish or something like that. And they pop these judges that have been judging all this barbecue. They pop them with a the dessert that's really good. And cheesecake, it's not like you don't have to worry about the icing melting on it or if it's good room temperature, it needs to be cold. Cheesecake's one of those things. that It is it, good it's, room it's, temperature. Yeah, it's great room temperature. And so I think that's why it does so good. But don't you know? Don't leave out the desserts when you're thinking anything but at a contest Because it gives those judges a change in palate taste. You know, there's something different hitting them other than a heavy meat or something savory. And you can pop them with something that's sweet but not too sweet like cheesecake. And I think that's why it does so well.
1: I remember you um, went and cooked a contest. No, you didn't cook it. You went and judged it. You and a group of friends went and judged a contest. And your anything but entry that won for y'all was a stuffed baked potato. Yes, and you said it was because it stayed warm and hot, and it was different, and it
0: was flavorful, and that was it. And yeah. it was it was a loaded baked potato. It was really good, and it really beat good. everything. Oh, old, brisket baked potato would be good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can do the brisket, warm it up in like a brown gravy, and then top it over a baked potato, and oh, it's good. Brisket shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you got about brisket now?
1: <laughs> well, Mark, that's all I have for you today. What do you got hey.
0: coming up? Um, We've
1: been just cooking and recording, and that's getting it. Ready I mean, content May. creation.
0: It's May time, so it's time for us to start. You know, getting getting warmed up for Memphis in May, of course, and pumping out some videos for everybody to get those grills out and cook them. I know uh, we're still doing our promotion, right, Tyler?
2: Yeah. So if you're listening to this on Friday morning, you guys have literally like less than twelve hours to go get your post in. If you go to the Let's Get to Cooking community page on Facebook, it's uh, Facebook.com forward slash H2Q community. At the top, there's a pinned post, and we're doing a giveaway uh, for spring cleaning. It's kind of got, like, tons of stuff you need to start your grilling season. So make sure you guys get your comments in for that, and that'll come to an end. And then we're going to be kicking off Malcolm in May, which I'm assuming we'll talk about next week. So,
0: Heck, yeah. What's Malcolm in May? Just me cooking? (laughs) (laughs) It
1: came about because the year that canceled Memphis in May.
0: Oh, yeah, so we just did videos that year. Yeah,
1: we, so we said— it was, it was just me
0: and you at the house pumping out COVID videos. Yeah,
1: it's just constantly. So, right. and then we did it—we've done it the past couple of years. We just yeah. called it Malcolm and May.
0: Nothing wrong with that. It goes Line right it along with us. Yeah,
1: that's when we're trying to get all these recipes ready It's definitely grilling season. Yeah.
0: Yeah, next thing I get coming— uh, Tuesday night, National I'll be on— Barbecue gr- Month. I will be on the Barbecue Central for my regular monthly appearance, the first Tuesday of every month, the first segment— and um it's it's May so we'll be talking barbecue month and um I'm 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 excited about finishing up our outdoor kitchen that we're doing down at, at the farm. So since I get my smokehouse done, that's gonna be We'll
1: probably fun to go in.
0: down there and maybe do some uh posts. You wanna do a you mens? wanna do an updated uh where we're at on it? Yeah. Okay. We can do that. Good deal. Well that's all I got today, Shell. You want to tell everybody where they can find us?
1: If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram.
0: Oh, that yeah. that does it for us today. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. We'll be back next week. We gone.